0: Hello, everyone. In just a moment, we will get to this week's speaking for him podcast. But before we did, I just wanted to send out a, a personal message to some friends of mine. Uh, first of all, um, to the family of Paul Burzma. Paul was a, a a young man that I had the privilege of doing some things at Mary Freebed with, outpatient things, um, sports activities, and other things like that that got people with disabilities out of the house. And Paul went to be the, be with the Lord after a hard-fought battle with pneumonia a few weeks ago. And so my thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And I also want to send thoughts and prayers to my friend Olivia Jewel veldkamp Olivia is one of those special people that takes her time to care for people with disabilities. She loves what she does. And she got to know Paul Um, in a very special and close way, in the last, uh, I don't know, few years to few months of his life. And so she was there to the end, and she loved him very much. And she and his family could really use your prayers right now. So I would just ask that you would pray for them. And this show, um, which is about heaven, is dedicated to them.
1: As we are knocking at the door of another weekend, it is the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison.
0: Hello, Adam. This is Andrew Gomison, and I'm very happy to be with you. And today we're going to talk about an exciting topic that really was born out of uh, personal experience. Because in the last few years, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, I've had um, several young friends and acquaintances go to be with the Lord at young ages when most people would think that they should still be vibrant and alive. And so I thought it would be a good thing for us to investigate heaven as the Bible lays it out because it's very important for us to know the truth about the next life because it will inform the the way we live this life. So let's get started by first having Adam read our quote of the day.
1: For the Christian, heaven is where Jesus is. We do not need to speculate on what heaven will be like. It is enough to know that we will be forever with him. It's from William Barclay.
0: And I just really like that quote because that's the essence of it. We'll be forever with God. And whatever he has for us, as we will come to discuss, will be more than we could ever think of anyway because we have finite minds. And he has infinite mind. And an infinite power to do with what he pleases. And he always does good. Uh, so from that perspective, we will win uh, whatever happens. Um, and so our, our first point is heaven is where God is. And for this one, I ha- and Adam, why don't you read the verse for that?
1: After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's Matthew 6, 9.
0: So this verse is Jesus telling his disciples, giving his disciples a model of how to pray. And he says, our father who are in heaven. So we know that God is in heaven. And there are other verses that talk about God being in heaven and how he looks down on his people. And so we can know of a certainty that God is in heaven. And if God is there, if the perfect almighty God is there, then that is somewhere where we should want to be. And our second point is he wants us to be there.
1: Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may also be. It's John 14, verses 1 through 3.
0: And in this um, passage, we have a little bit more elaboration on the fact that God is in heaven. Jesus is going uh, back to heaven right, uh, right before he goes back to heaven to be with his father. He is telling his disciples, I'm going to heaven, but I'm going there to prepare for you a place. And one thing that I often hear people say is that if God took a whole week to make the earth. The heavens and the earth, as we know them, and they're majestic, to say the least, how great is heaven going to be? And after that, the new heaven and the new earth, when he's been working on that for over 2,000 years, <laughs> yeah. I I can't even begin to fathom how great that's going to be. But if we have trusted and accepted Jesus Christ as our only way to heaven, then we will be there. And I'm excited for it. Adam, do you have any thoughts on these first two things?
1: I really love talking about he wants us to be there because I don't know about you, Andrew, but a lot of times, even on my own walk, sometimes you can feel like you're not doing good enough or you're not close enough to God. And there's moments where you feel like heaven is this almost impossible, super narrow tunnel journey to get there. And it's not like God is, is waiting to say, oh, so close, but you didn't make it. Sorry. He's saying, I, I want you to be with me eternally. I'm preparing a mansion for you. And, and I think that encouragement that God is literally cheering us on because he wants us there so much. It, it's, it's hope. It's that hope that keeps you going.
0: Absolutely. And I, th- and I think of the fact that uh, God in First in John chapter 2, verse 1, it says that um, he is our great high priest, our advocate with God the Father. Jesus is so he in Romans chapter 8 actually it talks about him praying for us and and then in verse John chapter 2 it talks about him being an advocate for us Where when the devil tries to poke at us and say well he's not that good or look what he did last week look how horrible he is then Jesus stands up and puts his hands out shows the nail marks in his hand and says you know what father I paid for that He's my child. And this next point is one prob- possibly one of the most important ones. We must make a choice between heaven and hell.
1: And beside all this, between us and you, there is great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come in to this place of torment. torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he say, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. It's Luke 19, verses 26 through 31. And this is so
0: important because a lot of times we talk about heaven. Even people that never go to church or don't uh, even claim to have a relationship with God will still talk about going to heaven or their relatives looking down on them from heaven. But this is very clear in this passage that we either choose heaven by choosing Christ or we choose hell by not choosing Christ. There is no in-between. Sometimes people like to teach that there is. But Jesus is basically saying in this passage, hey, there's one of two places to go. And we have the choice as long as we live to make the decision for or against heaven based on what we decide. And another aspect of it is that God, um, some people say, well, why would God send people to hell? And I used to say, God sends people to hell because he's a just God and he can't stand sin. And there's a certain element of truth to that. But there's also a truth to the fact that that God doesn't really send anyone to hell. He allows them to go there if they choose to stay in their sin rather than accepting the free gift of Jesus Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. That is the difference maker for us as we do that. And then our fourth point is if we choose heaven, we will get new bodies free of defect and pain.
1: From 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption... And this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: You know, I just have to say that I really resonate with this because I I'm super excited that I'm going to get a perfect body one day. You know, some people tell me, well, if you had enough faith, you could get out of your chair and and walk now. Well, I don't feel that way. I believe that God has placed me in this wheelchair for this time of my life. And he wants me to glorify him in it. But I do believe that when this life is over, I will receive a new body. And in that new body, I will walk on streets of gold. I will kneel before the Lord. I will do all bunch of things that I have never been able to do on this earth. And I'm looking forward to that day. But I know that with with the world being cursed by sin as it is, that the outward man perishes day by day, but the inward man is renewed by the Holy Spirit of God and where my body is weak my spirit has the opportunity through the grace of god to be strong and i am so thankful for that um so adam do you have any thoughts on these last two on these the last two points we just went through
1: just remembering the hope that is to come and i always loved what somebody said about that the the best is is yet to come and right now, we may have hard times and good times, but we're living in the life that God has, has given us. So not only do we have the opportunity to live the life he's given us and the blessings and to share his love with others, but then, hey, the best is yet to come. Even though you've maybe had that perfect vacation or that perfect beach day or, or the, the, the best relationship with somebody, the best is yet to come because we'll have, we'll have a new body. We'll be eternally with God. And I got to say, through the busy days and stretches of life we just do the same thing over and over and over and over, that can be an easy thing to forget. And it's like, hold on. This goes so much bigger than just next Friday's meeting at work or that next trip where I got to make sure everything's packed for the family. It goes so much bigger. So that hope that those verses bring and that one day we'll be with God in in a new body eternally Ooh, just gives you those goosebumps, you know?
0: It's exciting. Um And not only will we be with God eternally in a new body, but one day we will reign with Christ.
1: And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That's Revelation 5.10.
0: I think that if we understood this as believers, it would totally change and revolutionize the way we walk on this earth. If we woke up every day with the mentality that God has a kingship and a priesthood of all believers that has manifested itself in some ways on the earth, but will manifest itself even more in the next life, then we we will live, uh, we will strive to greater purity, and we will live with more excitement and more joy than, and people won't know what to do with us. And in some ways they'll have to investigate our message because our message will be, will be shining through. Um, I, I've heard it said that if you're heavenly-minded, you're no earthly good, or be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. But I don't really like that saying. I look at it more as only when we are heavenly-minded can we truly be earthly good. And I really think that God has loved us here to be his ambassadors and has asked us to be earthly good on his behalf. But only as we look toward heaven can we do that. And as um, I've heard more than one preacher say, if you're filled with the joy of the Lord, make sure that your face doesn't look like you just sucked a dill pickle. (laughs) Because sometimes even people that are supposed to be full of joy, these Christians, you go into your church service and there's not smiles on the faces. And yes, we all have cares of this world and we all have to live in this world even though we're not of it, so those things do happen. And it doesn't mean pasting a fake smile on your face. But hopefully as we've considered these things about heaven, it has given us a new perspective and a new source for where our joy is to come from. And then our final point for today, this gives us hope for the future.
1: From Acts 1, verses 10 through 11. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing upon into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven.
0: And that uh, is just really where it's at. Jesus is coming back. He came once. We just, um, you know, a little over a month ago, maybe a little more than that, uh, we just came off the Christmas season. And all this joy and excitement that comes from remembering that Jesus came to this earth as a little baby boy. He grew up to be a man, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose from the dead, went back to heaven. But he's coming back as a warrior. To fight the battle of the ages, to win ultimate victory over the devil, and to give us heaven, and then ultimately a new heaven and a new earth in its place, where all is perfection and joy and peace with Him. So, my encouragement to you is if you do not know the Lord, trust Him today so that you can experience what we have experienced. As the psalmist puts it taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you are a believer, Um, then you have the hope that even when you lose friends, like I have in the past few years and and those around me have, we know that if we are true believers, we will see each other again. You know, it's one of those interesting things. Even when you run across a Christian once in your life, you can still say see you later with the utmost confidence because we will see each other again. That's the promise of eternal life. Even Job in the Old Testament said that I know that my Redeemer liveth and on the earth again will stand and that in my flesh I will see God. How exciting is that? Adam, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up?
1: Just to keep remembering the hope that is to come. You know, uh, Jesus has died for us, he's risen for us, but there's still so much hope to come and to think that eternally we can be with him one day and that it's in the free will that God's given us to choose that, that who wouldn't want that, Uh, to keep that hope in mind when things get really tough, when it seems like there is no end to certain things going on, keep that hope in mind that Jesus is coming back, that one day we can be eternally with him and that it's completely in his control because eternally he's got the plan down already.
0: Well, amen. And I hope that if you have enjoyed this podcast or, you know, someone else who needs to hear of the hope of heaven, that you will share this with them and that you will let them know where they can hear the speaking for him podcast regularly through iTunes or stitcher or through the speaking for him website. We just hope that you have been uh, renewed in your joy through this podcast and that you will share with us how it has impacted you when the contact information rolls at the end of the show. Well, as Paul, as, um, as Adam just said, the best is indeed yet to come. And while we are waiting for that, let's keep serving the best of masters.